He is a good God. Now, I want you to listen to today's message with all your heart, with all your soul. And the Bible is clear about a lot of things. Amen. Amen. And when the Bible is clear about something and we we can make all the excuses or have all the excuses, it will still be what what it is. Because the word of God will always and always will be found to be true. In all situation, in all circumstances, you will see that the word of God is always what? True. The more I walk with the Lord, the more I obey the Lord, the more I serve the Lord, the more I deal with the people of the Lord, the more I experience this world and this life, the more I see that the word of God is always what true. I know people who speak about against who speak against successful and rich people but i'm yet to see anybody who want to be poor who want to be a failure i know people who speak against success speak against success because when you speak against someone who is successful you are speaking against success mm -hmm. but as of now i haven't seen anyone who want to fail who desire to fail everyone i've come across they desire to be successful the desire to be successful husband successful wife they desire that their marriage will be successful they desire to be successful children uh, parents they desire to be successful children they desire that their parents will be successful they desire that financially they will be successful they desire that anything they are doing anything they are involved in to be successful i haven't seen anyone who desire to feel yet if I do, I will let you know. If you know anyone to please let me know. Amen. Amen. So success is one thing that everybody wants. Success simply means you did not fail. You achieved the aim. The end result is beneficial to you. Amen. Success is not one way. So I'm not talking about financial riches. Riches, financial riches is one way, money, that's all. But I'm talking about success. There are a lot of people who are financially rich, but they are failures. Amen. A lot of people, yes, amen. So I'm talking about success. And success is not one, one fit all, no. Success is not one meet all. Success is spread out in all areas of our life you can be very successful career-wise very successful financially but one child of yours or even your partner can make life hell your whole life will be like a failure amen so i'm just saying this to say success is in All areas of our life and everybody want to be successful as I said because I haven't met anybody if somebody like a pastor I want to be a successful pastor mm -hmm. all the people who serve in the church I know they want to be successful in the ministry or the job they are doing even if you are working and your work is nothing 
but to stand and watch people go up and down what we call like security you want to be successful you want to be successful that under your watch nobody steals blah blah if somebody does you catch them amen, amen. so i'm bringing all this for us to understand because today i'm going to teach about the secret of success secret of success and if you want to be successful i'm talking about real successful all around success in this modern world i'm coming to give you the secret and i pray that i will be as straight and direct as i can i don't want to talk plenty i want you to get the message but of course under the influence of the holy spirit i will talk as long as and as much and as wide and as deep as he want me to amen, amen. If you want to see success in your life, true success all around your life, the secret I'm coming to give you today. And there, there are two secrets. See, a lot of things the world calls success is not successful. <laughs> it's man-made to draw your attention. A lot of things they call success is not necessary success. Amen. A lot of things the world call important is not necessarily important. But deep down our heart, we all know what is actually important, what is actually success, and what actually matters. But I won't go into that today. Today is to give you the secret, the secret of how to be successful. Begin to pray in tongues. Begin to pray in tongues. Begin to pray in tongues. And as you are praying in tongues, among other things, may you not take the simplicity of this message to mean that it means nothing. May God deliver you from that delusion. That delusion. That delusion. Lord, enlightenment today. Enlightenment today. Enlightenment today. More revelation today. Yes. Sort, sort into the reflection by the mirror of the word grace by the word lake shaking lake shaking lake shaking in jesus christ name what are the secret for success one of the secrets have taught several times the other have never taught and if today god is leading me to teach it it means god want to promote us it means the time for us to see real success has come what are the secret of success there are two two main secret of success if you want god to help you to be successful note god always help one because what you are not interested in god is not interested in. god is not interested in marriage you are interested in marriage so if you want my god will help you marry so if you that you are interested in marriage you can't give a damn you are not that concerned god will not be concerned because that is no problem so we keep saying god will do it but it's time we correct our language our language is having effects it is god will help us god will help us because the holy spirit there's nowhere that say he will come and do it for us the bible says he is the helper even the healing that he heals he need us to do something in order for him to that is why not every pastor can heal that is why not every pastor can manifest 
the presence and the tangibility and the power of God. Even though it is God who does it, but he need, there's a role we must play. So he helps. Yes, he helps. We are to do it. Without his help, we can. But he has to help us and do it through us. God is not interested in a five-bedroom house or becoming a property uh, wherever. He's not interested. He doesn't need But if that is what you want, if that is what is in your heart to do, God will help you. He will not do it for you because he is not interested. So if you die, you say you want it, your action and everything means that you don't need it or you can't give a dime about it, God will not even recognize it. Never forget this. Amen. That is not about God. It's about us. As we know God. When we know God. Amen. So what are the secrets to success? If you want God to help you to be successful, if you want God to help you for that thing, what are the secrets? What can you do practically? What do you have to do? Isaiah will show us. Isaiah chapter 1, verse 19. Isaiah chapter 1, verse 19. Isaiah chapter 1, verse 19. God gave us two key, only two secrets. So I'm here to tell you that if you will hold on these two secrets and take your time and just make sure you work in these two secrets, you'll be successful. Please read it for us. Hallelujah. Amen. Isaiah 1 verse 19. Yeah. It says, if you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good things of the land. Amen. Note, it said, if you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good things of the land. Okay. To eat the good things of the land means to be successful. You have the best of the land. And God said, there are two things Isaiah told us that will make us eat the good of the land. He said, if I, Emmanuel I am willing and obedient, I will eat the good things of the land. So God is saying that if you, you, are willing and obedient, then you will eat the good things of the land. In other words, if you are willing and obedient, whatever you deem good on this land, wherever land you are staying, you will get it. It means have it. Do you get it? So in Isaiah 1 verse 9, God showed us only two things that matters if we want the good things of this land. Whatever you consider good, which is good. The only requirement is willing and obedient. I didn't say it, it's there. Uh, can you read another version? Yes. Yeah. Probably amplify. Mm-hmm. And zoom you put in more words. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Amen. Isaiah 9, 1 verse 19. If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. Okay. Should I read a different one? No, it's all right. The same thing. If you are willing and obedient. Mm -hmm. So to eat the good of this land, to have the good of... The land means the world Mm -hmm. where you are living. To have the good of this world, there are only two requirements from God. Only two. Today, I want you to forget everything you know and listen to this. It's willingness 
and obedient. You want good marriage? You want good partner? You want good children? Did you say good health? Okay, that one to exclude it. Good friends? Good atmosphere? Only two things are required. You must be willing and obedient. If truly you are willing and obedient, you will have those good things. If you are willing and not obedient, you will not have those two. If you are obedient and not willing, you will not have it. Note, he used the word and. The word and means plus. When These days, when you even do mathematics, uh, one plus one, they normally say one and one. What is one and one? So, mean you need the two. You cannot choose one and leave one out. So, it's that simple. All things be cool. I just close my Bible and we go. Because this is what you need. These are the secrets. But I'm going to continue. Because we must understand what it means to be obedient. And also what it means to be willing. So that we can what? Apply it what? Practically. Amen. Amen. So I'll take the obedient first the reason why i'll take the obedient first is we are going to spend much time on the will because the will is the upgrade god has given us the will is advance of obedience so if you are not in obedience to god you are far because you can be obedient and not be willing but you can never be willing and not obedient did you get it yes you can be obedient but not willing. But you can never be willing and not obedient. So I'm going to start with the obedient. So we read in Isaiah 1 verse 19 that if we are willing to eat the good things, if we want to eat the good things of the land, then we must be obedient and plus, plus, willing. So why obedient? Why obedient? Amen. Amen. Now, what is obedient? What is obedient? So, obedient is not obeying the word of God. Okay, don't worry, we'll, we'll correct it, we'll correct it. Obedient is not because you've obeyed some of the word of God. Yes, it's not obedient. The fact that you are obeying some of the word of God does not make you obedient. Note, I'm talking about obedient to God. Yeah, believe me, I'll show you scriptures. Take your time. Obeying some of the word of God does not make you obedient. God does not consider you obedient because you are obeying some of the word of God. Why? There are things in the Bible that all of us will obey anyway. We were obeying anyway before we became Christians. And we will do it anyway. Even if God didn't say it. Many people will not steal anyway. They won't steal anyway. So not because the word of God said. Many, many, many men and women will not commit adultery. 
They won't commit adultery. They won't cheat on their wives or husbands anyway. It's not even because the word of God is saying it. They won't do it even the word didn't say it. You see, so they are obeying, but it's not actually obeying. But true obedience is you wouldn't do it. That is not how you do it. But because the word say, even though you don't like it, because the word say you are doing it, that is when you have what? Obeying. And the real obedience kick in. When all things be equal, you wouldn't do that. But because the word of God says so, you are doing it. That is when you have obeyed. Because all of us will do what we want to do. Whatever the word of God says we are to do, we will do it. But if the word of God contradicts our flesh, our way, that is when obedience kicks in. That is when obedience kicks in. So many Christians are not obedient. So every Christian who handpick, choose, obeying some, not some, is you are not considered obedient by God. I mean it. See, we, we want to be successful. I will show you the scriptures. So, obedience is, you will never do that. But because the word says so, you are doing it. Even though it hurts you, even though you are not happy, even though it doesn't make sense to you, because the word says so, you are doing it. That is when you have obeyed. Because we will all do what we want to do if the word says so, as long as in line with us. Okay, let's hit the scriptures. Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 1. Amen. Amen. Now, the first requirement to be successful, to have it the good of the land, to have the good of the land, I said it's obedient. And now I want to show you scriptures that shows, that shows that truly, truly, is obedient amen is the main thing it's one of the one of the two what, important what element required by god deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 3 oh, hallelujah mm -hmm. deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 3 mm -hmm. hear israel and be careful to obey so that it may go well with you and that you may increase greatly in a land flowing with milk and honey just as the lord the god of your ancestors promised you. Amen. So note, he said Israel. Today we are Israel. Mm -hmm. Christians. Say here Christians. And be careful to what? Mm -hmm. Obey. Why? Why? So that it may go well with us. What does it mean? If we are not careful to obey, it wouldn't go what? Well with us. That's why because say, we are to obey so that it will go well with us. Mm -hmm. Meaning, if you don't obey, it will not go well with you. So, for it to go well with you, it's connected directly with your obedience to God. And note, he said, The God, just as the Lord, the God of the ancestors, promised. Mm -hmm. So, it means that when whatever God has promised you as individual or by His word, Without obedience, it will not happen. It means whatever prophecies, whatever word you've heard from God, which is a promise, without your obedience, it will not happen. I didn't say it's there. That it may go well with you, you may increase flow, just as the Lord, the God of your ancestors, promised you. 
So even if God promised, it won't happen. It's connected and dependent on your obedience. Look at James chapter 1, verse 25. James chapter 1, verse 25. We are looking at obedience. And I just want to show you that for it to go well with you, for it you for you to be successful, for you to enjoy and have the good of the land, obedient to God Almighty is required. James 1 verse 25. Amen. Mm -hmm. James 1 25. Mm -hmm. But away, sorry, but whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. Amen. But he said, whoever look into this word of God, and note, he said, this word of God is perfect. He said, this word of God gives freedom. But it's not those who look into it, it's not those who listen to me, it's not those who know it that will be blessed. He said it. It's not those who forget, but I said, but doing it, they will be blessed. Yeah. Not what he said, they will be blessed in what they do. No, in what they do. So whatever you are doing, whatever you are involved, if you want God to bless you, those he blesses in what they are doing, what they are doing becomes successful, are those who do the word of God. Not those who know the word of God. Not those who study the word of God. Not those who listen to the word of God. Not those who get kicked and energized by the word of God and when they go through this time, they forget it. Is there. You see? But those who do it, but whoever look intending to the perfect law that give freedom and continue in it, not forgetting it, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. Are you involved in marriage, courting, business, finances, whatever? If you want God to bless that thing, if you want that thing to be successful, it is connected directly by obeying the word of God. Amen. So the first element of obedience, there are two things. If you want to know that you are obedient or not, there are two elements. I've introduced one, but we'll look at it. The first thing is, from this scripture we read, the first element is, it is what you do that shows you are obedient. It is not the word of God you know. It is not how long you've been in church. It's not how long you profess to be a Christian. It is not also your heart desire. It is not also your intention. It is not also not your ignorance, but it is what you do that shows whether you are obedient to the word to God or not. Let's read again the James 1 verse 25. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Hallelujah. I want to show you there. James mm -hmm. 1 25. Mm -hmm. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have Not, hold on. And continue what? In it, not forgetting. So in order to forget, you know it. So it said, those who look at the word, those who know the word, who continue in it, not forgetting and doing it. 
So knowledge of the word, intention to obey the word, desire to obey the word, excuses to obey the word, does not make you obedient. It is what you do. So are you obedient? Check what you do based on the word of God. We are not talking about obedient to yourself, to your pastor, to your, your colleague, to your partner. We are talking about God. We are talking about getting success. So you can have all the good intention. It does not make you obedient to God. You can say all the things, all the, you know, Christian jargons. You know, we have Christian jargons. All the jargons, all the words. It does not make you obedient. It is strictly and only what you do. Let me, let's read Matthew chapter 21, verse 28 to 31. Jesus said clearly there, we are looking at obedience and we've read scripture to show that obedience is connected. If God is going to give you success, if you are going to be blessed. And I'm saying that when it comes to obedience, the first element you have to know whether you're obedient to know whether you're obedient is first of all by what you are doing not what you know not what you desire yeah. so if you are doing it then you are obedient if you are not doing then you are not obedient it is that simple so we all must know whether we are in obedience to god or not and jesus said it clearly in matthew chapter 21 28 to 31. hallelujah mm -hmm. matthew 21 28 to 31 mm -hmm. What do you think? There was a man who had two sons. He went to the first and said, Son, go and work today in the vineyard. I will not, he answered. But later he changed his mind and went. Then the father went to the other son and said the same thing. He answered, I will, sir. But he did not go. Which of the two did what his father wanted? The first they answered. Jesus said to them, Truly I tell you, the tax collectors and the prostitutes are entering the kingdom of God ahead of you amen. amen so jesus clearly said he said there were two people mm -hmm. and their father meaning send them mm -hmm. and their father send them and one said listen father i will not do it and the other said i will do it and the lord and 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 the bible say the one who said you will not do it rather end up going and the one who said i will do it, rather went i'm not going and the Lord said, what, who is the one who did it? Who is the one who obeyed? And the answer was the one who went. Mm -hmm. So Jesus was showing us that to show that you obey our Father in heaven. It's not what you say, but what you do. Because the one who said, I will not obey it, but did it, was considered obedient. And the one who said, I will do it, but did not do it, was considered disobedient. So obedient, to be obedient, if you're obedient to God, is strictly what you do. You can say, I will, I will go, I will go. It doesn't make you obedient. It is what you do if you actually go. You can say, I will start, I will start. It does not make you obedient. You can say, I will submit, I will submit. It does not make you obedient. It is when actually you start. It is when actually you submit. That's the first way to see whether you're obedient. That's the first way. Check your action. You don't need the Holy Spirit to tell you. You don't need even... Check your action in relationship to the Word of God. 
It's that simple. The second element which I introduce is obeying all the word of God. Because if you don't obey all the word of God, it is considered what? In obedience. Because everybody will obey some of the word of God anyway, but it doesn't make the person obedient. There's a lot of things the Bible says we shouldn't do that. Some witches or atheists also don't do. They don't do it. Many, when, if, when we were in the world, many people in the world don't commit adultery. Many worldly people say there's no God even though that is wrong. Many people don't still, but they are not Christians. Does that make them obedience to God? Because they will do that anyway. It's the same with us. Amen. Let me show it to you. Look at Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 33. So the second element to show you that whether you are obedient. The first one, look at what you are doing in relationship to the word. When the word of God says, that shall not do, are you doing it? And when the word of God says, that should do, are you doing it? It doesn't matter your excuse. If you are not doing it, you are not obedience to God. And the second one is this. You have to obey or Deuteronomy 5.33. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. Deuteronomy 5.33. Mm -hmm. Walk in obedience to all that the Lord your God has commanded you, you so that you may live and prosper and prolong your days in the land that you will possess. Amen. Note. He said, walk in obedience to some that the Lord, your God, has commanded you. No. All, all that your Lord, your God has commanded. Why? Why should we walk in obedience to all that, not the word, all that God has commanded us? That's I did. So that we may live and prosper. And prolong our days so the Bible is telling us if you want to live and prosper another way for prosper is successful yeah then you are to what walk in what obedience, obedience to all not some all so obey God in everything he did so obey God in only one thing that was his end that was his end. Look at Exodus chapter 19, verse 5. What I want you to know that he said we are to walk in all. And the Bible, every word matters. Because the Bible said the things that Jesus said and did were so much that if they were to write it down, it would not fit in any book. So whatever has been written down for us is of the ultimate importance. Amen. Amen. Exodus chapter 19 verse 5. Exodus chapter 19 verse 5. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. Exodus 19 verse 5. Mm -hmm. Now if you obey me fully and keep my covenant, then out of all nations you will be my treasured possessions, although the whole earth is mine. Amen. Note, the emphasis is on the all. So it says, if you obey me partially. No, fully. If you obey me in some areas. Right. If it is when you obey him full, meaning obeying all the word, then you become his favorite, even though he likes every man, but you become special. When you continue to read, you begin to say a lot of good things. Look at Deuteronomy again, 28 verse 1 to 2. 
28 verse 1 to 2. 28 verse 1 to 2. Hallelujah. Amen. Deuteronomy 28, verse 1 to 2. Mm -hmm. If you fully obey the Lord your Sister God. Jess, I've warned you. It didn't say fully. Say if you obey. No, fully. Sam. No, fully. Pasha. Fully. Choose. Fully. Handpick. No, fully. Oh, are you sure? Yes. In, okay. Okay. Yes. Then let's read. Yes. Mm -hmm. If you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully follow all his commands, I give you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations on earth. All these blessings will come on you and accompany you if you obey the Lord your God. So Amen. he said, if we fully, note, if we fully obey the Lord our God, then all these blessings will accompany us, will come on us. And when you continue to read, he began to mention the blessings. He began, is there, just read some for me. I don't yeah. want us to go. But he began to mention all sorts of blessings. Yeah. But he said, this blessing will only follow us, come unto us, if we obey fully yeah. Yeah. the Lord command and follow it carefully. The word carefully is important because it is easier to think you are in obedience to God, which you are not. As I said, many people think God they are obeying A and B, they are in obedience. But no. Obedience has to be fully. It is fully you are no obedient. When my when I my daughter wants to go out and I said, Go and buy me sugar, she will go anyway. Or when she's going to Iceland, I say buy me cook. She will go anyway, but it doesn't mean she's in obedience. But when she's asleep, don't want to go anywhere and say, go and buy me sugar. And she wake up and she go, that is when she has obeyed me. That is when she has obeyed me. When she's frowning her face and everything, God, that is when she has obeyed me. So the secret, you see, you can take your time and read Deuteronomy 28. I'm giving it to you as a homework. He mentioned the promises. And the promises will never accompany you because you are, you are a Christian or you are born again. It will accompany you if you obey fully. I didn't say it is there. All the word of God. These are some of the reasons why we are in church, but it's like we don't see the glory. Because, listen, you cannot cook soup anyhow and it will come out just as you want it. No. Except God is not real. But anything that is real has rules and regulation. Has a sphere of operation. And look at what Jesus said. The, because of this, this is why Jesus said, Matthew 4 verse 4. Mighty 4 verse 4. Mighty 4 verse 4. Hallelujah. Amen. Matthew chapter 4 verse 4. Jesus answered, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Amen. So he said, man shall not live on bread what? Alone. alone, but yeah. on by every word that comes from. Meaning man must obey every word mm -hmm. of God. The word of God is the Bible. The Bible. Every word. Why would Jesus say that? Because he knows if you don't obey every word of god you will not be considered obedient and all the blessings the prosperity the the, the the success of god will not follow you unless you want to do it by yourself on your own which is possible but then you realize in your best you still have a lot of feelings 
So right now, what have I said? I've said that Isaiah chapter 11 verse 9 make us understand that if we want to have the good things of this land, if we want to be successful, if we want to see true fruitfulness and peace, there are two elements, two things required. We are to be obedient and willing. And I said to obey means simply to obey every word of God. When you are choosing and picking, you are not in obedience. And you know whether you are obedient or not by the word of God you are what obeying. Mm -hmm. Not you desire to obey. Not you have intention to obey. Yeah. Not you know the word of God. Many pastors, many evangelists, prophets, teachers, apostles are suffering. I tell you, because they are not in fully obedient to the word. And what they don't know is if you're a pastor, if you're a prophet, if you're a teacher, if you're an evangelist, if you are, what's the other one? An apostle, the word of God applied to you the more, the strictest. Oh yes, it's in the Bible. It said, to he that I give, to he that more is given, more is expected. And another scripture, I said, uh, those who say they know will be judged stricter. So you know, you're a pastor, you're an evangelist, telling others, your judgment is stricter. So the word of God is more, more harsher on you. Because this word of God, don't forget, it is living and active. It's not dull. It's not dead. It is alive, living. Amen. Amen. So that is obedience. I don't want to go into it. It's simple. If, if be obedient. And obedience means all. See, if you tell your daughter, um, I'm coming home, so buy buy rice. And when you buy the rice, put it on fire for me. And you come and your daughter has bought the rice, but did not put it on fire. Wouldn't you say, why did why wouldn't you say she has disobeyed you? Yeah. But she's done some. Why would you say she's because she did not do everything? So his half obedience means nothing. In relic, it's the same with life. It's the same. And it, with God, it's the same. Amen. And the second thing is the will. The will. If you are not in obedience, as I've shown you today, fully to God, begin now. And if you, are, you begin to be obedient, then now you must be willing. If you are not, if you're already obedient, you must be willing. You must be willing to obey what you are obeying. You must be willing to do. Because other than that, you can be doing it obedient. But because you are not willing, you are not willing, the blessing will not come. Oh yes, the blessing will not come. Listen, it is possible to obey but not willing. Have you seen a child normally when they are five years to six? She says she won't go to school. She wake up one morning and she's crying. And even though she's dressing, she still says, I won't go. And even though you are going first, she's throwing all the tantrums. She's going, obeying as a mother. She has no choice, but she's not willing to go. The child is not willing, even though the child is going. Did you get it? Yeah. And if the will is not there, the obedient amounts to nothing. That is why Isaiah says, willing and obedient. 
I'll show you the scriptures. Because sometimes you can see Christians, one of the signs to show you you are not willing even to obey as you are obeying is when, for example, you don't go to church, who do you worry about? Do you worry about the pastor or the congregation or the or God? If you worry about the pastor and the congregation, it means you are not willing, mm. even though you're obeying. Yeah. When you give tithe or offering, when 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 you don't give tithe and offering, when you don't pray, when you don't fast, when when you are committing that sin, who are you worried about? Are you worried about what the your colleagues or brethren in the church or pastor will see will say when they think of God? If it is of what your colleagues, pastors, things, and you are even not doing that thing, it's big, then you are not willing. Yeah, to be willing means. To be willing to obey means volunteering to do that thing because God says so. Accepted it, wholeheartedly working it. And if you are obeying and the will is not there, it amounts to nothing. Yeah. That's why teaching is important to understand why you must do what you are doing. And you must want it. That's why every good pastor will not force you. Every good pastor will just tell you and put it to you. But it's up to you to do it. Because if you are not willing, it will amount to nothing. In fact, if you are not willing, the moment you start it, you stop it. Because you start it for one month, six months, one year, you want to see something, nothing will come. But if you are willing, you will notice time. So obedience without the will or you willing will amount to nothing. So if you are not willing... If you are not obedient, you are far from the willing. But if you are obedient, you must make sure you are willing. And one of the ways you know whether you are willing is the consistency. The persistency. You see that you don't make excuse for it. You want to obey that at all costs. That is how you can determine practical. Whether you are willing, you are obeying this word of God, willing because you trust God, because you know it's righteous, you know his word will lead you, blah, blah. Yeah. Let's eat some scriptures. The first thing I want to show you that it is the will to obedience that makes the difference. So when we are obeying now, what will make the difference is the will. Giving your women's giving yourself to it, supporting the, that thing, volunteering. You will not like sometimes listen to us as if we are doing God a favor. It's a sign that shows whatever we are being, we are not willing. But all this thing it at our expense, negative, because it is willingness and obedience. First Corinthians chapter 9, 16 to 18. I want us to read the scriptures to show us that it is the will behind what we do, our obedience that makes the difference, that brings the reward. Amen. Amen. First Corinthians chapter 9, 16 to 18. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. First Corinthians chapter 9, 16 to 18. Mm -hmm. For when I preach the gospel, I cannot boast, since I am compelled to preach. Woe to me if I do not preach the gospel. If I preach vo voluntarily... Read, read another version for right, me. Sorry. Volunteer is the same word as willing, will, but yes. I want us to read the version that says willing. Amen. For, though I preach, mm -hmm. for though I preach the gospel, I have nothing nothing to glorify of for necessity is laid upon me yeah 
Woe is unto me if I preach not the gospel. For if I do this thing willingly, I have re I have a reward. But if against my will a dispensation of the gospel is committed unto me, what is the reward then? Verily that when I preach the gospel, I may take the gospel of Christ without Amen. charge. Amen. Amen. So he said, listen, the gospel has been given to him to preach. It has, God has called him to what? preach the gospel. Yeah. But I said, if he do it willingly, he will have what? A reward. But if he, if he does it unwillingly, he said he gains not. He said, what is my reward? Meaning nothing. So it means he can preach the gospel, but willing, not willingly under certain pressure it means i can one can be a pastor like i can be a pastor and even all that you see me doing not like i really want to it's like for whatever reason i have to do so i'm doing it so i will have no reward even though i'm doing it is there is there so he said a dispensation of the gods meaning god has given me a word dispensation means something to preach and he said if i do it willingly I get what? A reward. But if against my will, he does it against his will, he said, what is his reward then? Meaning he has no reward even though he's doing it. So that's why I say God is taking us higher. So it's not because you are it's not the serving of God that brings you the blessing. Even though you are obeying God by serving Him, you are obeying God by drumming, you are obeying God by playing keyboard, you are obeying God by controlling the projector, you are obeying God by leading worship, you are obeying God by going to evangelism. That does not bring you. It is the will. That's why you can serve God and not prosper by God. Because maybe the will is not there. When we call you create trouble because you think you are doing a favor you think the church needs you you see when when you volunteer you are there when they are taking that job from you it's like please i beg you so it is the will in addition to the obedience that makes that's why isaiah 1 verse 9 say willing and obedience you can do it but not willing Sometimes circumstances different reasons to please people and things. Like for example, note, I'm not saying it is right or wrong. I'm not saying it is right or wrong. Some churches, when there's a need, a genuine need for, uh, for finances, to buy some to money. Some churches will tell you, I want those who give 100 pounds, I want those who give 1,000 pounds. Because sometimes, when you don't say it, mm -hmm. when you don't say it, and people come and just take the envelope, they bring next to nothing. Yeah, but when you say it, they have they, they consider the people around, so then they, they come for the big money envelope. Yeah. But it shouldn't be like that. So it means, even though they are giving, they are not willing. Even though they are obeying, they are not willing. Because if the rules there, you won't consider the people. You consider only one person, Almighty, the Lord of Hosts. Yeah. So why why should why should we have to you, you understand? Let, let me show you another scripture, Second Corinthians chapter eight, verse twelve. Second hmm. Corinthians chapter eight, verse twelve. Sturgeon, you look like you are shocked or uh, unbelievable. It's deep. Second Corinthians. So it is the willing that makes the difference. Amen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Hallelujah. Second Corinthians chapter 8, verse 12. Um, for if there be first a willing mind, it is accepted according to that a man hath, and, and not according to that he had not. Amen. So he was talking about giving, gift. Mm. And that verse says, for if there, if there is a willingness, if the willingness is there, oh, yeah. he said, then the gift yeah, is it. acceptable. Mm. So note, you brought the offering, the tithe, the donation. But the fact that you've obeyed and brought tithe and offering does not mean God accepted. What will make God accept your obedience to giving is the willingness. So he said, if the willingness is there, then it is acceptable. What does it mean? If it is not there, it is not acceptable. We are talking about these spiritual things. That's why I say God is promoting. I see a blessing coming. I've never thought this before. So it means that in a certain sense, devotional like church as a church, when it comes to obedience, we are there. And God is finishing it with us. But drawing our attention to the cream, the complete, which is not just the obedience, but the willingness, the willingness, the volunteering. You want, you see, the volunteering, anyone who volunteer, basically he goes to say, I want to come and do this work free. Isn't it? Uh huh. In me, and when any time somebody volunteered, they wanted, they wanted the thing themselves. So you can give. <laughs> but if you are not willing, it's under duress. About, you must also show it's not acceptable. But the only reason why we read this is to show you that it is the will, the will in addition to the obedience that makes the difference. That is why Isaiah, let's read Isaiah again. 1 verse 19 says, if you are willing and obedient, because there are two different things. Mm -hmm. You can have one and miss the other. Please, let's read it again. Amen. Isaiah 1 19, mm -hmm. if you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good things of the land. Amen. Amen. So when you look at throughout the scriptures, you see that the emphasize, the emphasize, from now, may your eyes be open to see it. Mm -hmm. You see that whenever it comes to what people are doing for God, the emphasis or emphasis is on the will, not only the doing. It's on the will, not only the doing. Before I do anything for God, I think through it. I must come to a place that I am willing to do that thing. When God asks me to do something, I will pray about it. In my closet, I will die to self. If I have to cry, I'll cry everything and make sure before I leave God, I've come to a place that I am willing to do that thing. The thing is now eating me up. Yeah. Yeah. I do cry. Even this morning I've cried. I don't like I don't intend to. It just comes. Sometimes it comes with thought, sometimes without thought, sometimes with numbers. I don't even understand, but I just can't. But one thing I know it's not natural, it's supernatural. Because men, grown men, just don't cry. Till I became a pastor, I've never cried, as I can remember, as an adult. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. So you see that throughout the Bible, the emphasis of obeying is on the will. Not only the doing, not only the obedience, but on the will. Let's read some. 
Exodus chapter 25 verse 2. Exodus chapter 25 verse 2. Exodus chapter 25 verse 2. Amen. Exodus 25 verse 2. Speak unto the children of Israel that they bring me an offering of every man that giveth it willingly with his heart, ye shall take my offering. Amen. So God said, Tell them to bring me offering. But this offering that they are bringing, anyone who is giving, want to give willing, not only give, but willing, let him bring it. That's why now. We take our offering in the morning, rest assured, because the one who wants to give the offering, after the service, will give offering anyway. Yeah, it's like church. The one who wants to come, will come. The one who doesn't want to come, hey, if you do this, she'll be offended. She'll have the excuse not to come. It's true. Amen. Look at Exodus 26 verse 2. So the Exodus 25 verse 2 said, God said they should bring him offering. And he said, anyone who is willing should bring it. Not just offering, not just they should bring it. But the emphasis was on what? The willingness. Mm -hmm. Exodus 36 verse 2. Then Moses summoned Bezalel and Oholiab and every skilled person to whom the Lord had given ability and who was willing to come and to and do the work. Amen. Amen. So when the tabernacle of God was going to be built, Bible said Moses called all the people who God has given them the gift and they are willing. willing. Yeah. Not only the people who have gifts. Not because they have gifts, but they have gifts and what? willing and now devotional like we, we are at a place now in the church that we just don't want people to serve but people who are willing and many of you've heard me over the years say i don't value i don't value people because of their anointing or their skill but because of their will because of their will their will so note these are people god has anointed them but moses said those who are willing those who are willing and even if you apply this principle in your life then all the drama will go you work with those who are willing to work with you you be with those who are willing to be with you all the drama all the uh, what's the next the stress and you, you, like you are working on eggshells to because you're afraid you offend all will go yeah because you see if somebody is willing to work with you it's not easy to offend the person it's not easy to offend one who is willing to marry you. To marry you. Ah, it's not easy for the person to say, I won't marry again. If the person is willing, he wants to. Ah. Uh -huh. But if you are begging, if you are, that one, aha. Uh -huh. <laughs> Amen. So you see, it said, and all who are what? Offered, uh, sorry. All who are what? Willing. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Look at look at First Chronicles chapter twenty nine verse thirteen. We are, we are just reading scriptures so that you see that the emphasis is not only on the doing, but what on the what willing. It, 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 you, like 
you are working with people who are not really willing to work with you even though they are doing they have other motives and other things and look down your things you struggle hey you struggle if you've ever been a supervisor and manager at work you will know it you struggle you sometimes ask ah, that this person want to be sacked uh-huh you struggle you will struggle amen amen, amen. first chronicles chapter 29 verse mm -hmm. 17 hallelujah mm -hmm. first chronicles 29 17 mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i know my god i know my god that you test the heart and are pleased with integrity all these things I have given willingly and with honest intent. And now I have seen with joy how willing your people who are here have given to you. Amen. So he was talking about the things he's giving to God. But he put the emphasis, Lord, I have not even given, I have not given it to you just because you bless me or I'm the king. Of, but I have given it what? Mm -hmm. Willingly. Yeah. Because he knows that when the heart is willing, then mm -hmm. the gift is acceptable. And look at Second Chronicles chapter 17, verse 16. He said, he offered himself willingly unto the Lord. Not under duress, not because of circumstances, not because he has any agenda or any expectation, willingly to God. So there are people who are doing things, but they have agenda expectation. The blessing will not come. Please read it for us. Second Chronicles. Chapter 17, verse 16. Amen. Second mm. Chronicles 17, 16. Mm. Next, uh, Amasiah, son of Ziri, who volunteered himself. Sorry. Uh, and next him was Amasiah, the son of Zitri, who willingly offered himself unto the Lord, and with him 200,000 mighty men of value. So Amen. Bible said he willingly what? Offer yourself to yeah. the Lord. The reason why we've read all the scriptures, we can go and go on, but to show you that there's always emphasis on the will. God put emphasis because it is not only obedience but the will. So you see that in Peter, he was advised, he was advised that he had to be what? Willing. First Peter chapter 5, verse 2. He was talking about he shepherding the, the flocks, he being a pastor. But he made him understood that he shouldn't do it because he has to. But he should do it because he is willing to. Why would he advise him that? Because they know, they know that it's the willingness that makes the obedience complete. Please read it for us. First Peter chapter 5 verse mm -hmm. 2. Mm -hmm. Be shepherd of God's flock that is under your care, watching over them, not because you must, but because you are willing as God wants you to be, not pursuing dishonest gain, but eager to serve. Amen. The word shepherd me, pastor. He said, be pastor, be pastor. Pastor them, not because you have to, but because you are willing. Why? Why should you shepherd them because you are willing? As God wants you to. Is there. As God wants you to. So it's not just the doing, it is the winning. We've already read the emphasis. I've already shown you that it's the will that make it acceptable. But sure, so he was advising him. 
Sometimes in church, when you look at how people even praise or worship God, it's like it's like they are not willing. It's like they've been begged to stand and sing. I look and I say, Oh Lord. But if you see those who are willing, even the music is not going well, they are blanking their mind. They, they, are, they are willing to worship God by that circumstance, that situation. It's the willow in addition to the obedience. So David also advised Solomon. First Chronicles chapter 28, verse 9. First Chronicles chapter 28, verse 9. We all know that God chose Solomon to what? Build the temple. Yeah. Bible says before David got went, everything of the temple was there, made ready. But still, he went on to advise, meaning the temple will be built anyway. God resources, but he went on to advise him that, listen, it's not just the building, it's not just obeying to build God's yeah. temple, but you must be willing, you must... Please read it for us. Hallelujah. First Chronicles 28, verse 9. Mm -hmm. And you, my son Solomon, acknowledge the God of your father and serve him with wholehearted devotion and with a willing mind. For the Lord searches every heart and understands every desire and every thought. If you seek him, he will he will be found by you. But if you forsake him, he will reject you forever. Amen. So he said, look, serve the Lord and love the Lord. What? With what? A, will a willing what? Heart. Not with rituals. A willing mind, sorry. Not because the people expect you that the king must offer sacrifice. But with a willing what? With a willing what? Mind. So we go back. To Second Chronicle, uh, Isaiah chapter one again, verse nineteen, please. Isaiah chapter one, verse nineteen, again. So, what have I shown so far? We have seen and have spoken that to will, willing means you are eager, you are ready, you are prepared, you are volunteering, you want it. If you are not eager, if you are not prepared, then the will is not there, whatever you are doing. Because that's what to will what means. And I've said it, amen. And I've shown you from the scripture that there is emphasis on the will because it matters. Just to show you why Isaiah 1 verse 19 said that. And I show you scripture that make us understood that if the will is in addition to the action, which is in obedience, that is when it works. That is when there's a reward. That is where it is acceptable. So when we read Isaiah now, what does it mean now? Let's read it again. Isaiah chapter 1 verse 19. If you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good things of the land. Amen. Amen. So there are two different things. Mm -hmm. So Isaiah 1 verse 19, because of what we have said, you understand when I say it means that if we will obey every word of God and wholeheartedly in readiness, volunteer it, obey what we are obeying, then it will go well with us. That is what it means. That is the secret to God's blessing. That is the secret to prosperity. That is the secret 
for God to help you and give you success in all that is doing you are doing that is the secret is this simple don't add some don't add some just stick to this and the word of God is the Bible is the Bible so what does it mean whenever you read the Bible and the Bible says, thou should brush your teeth in the morning even though you think it's better to brush your teeth in the evening at night because when you brush it at night as you sleep the enzymes do not come in begin to eat what your teeth so and you've been doing that and it's working because you having as of now you don't have any tooth decay but the word of god says brush your teeth in the morning it means begin to brush your teeth in the morning is that simple is that simple when you are reading the bible or you hear the bible being taught or being read and the bible say you should eat breakfast every morning and you you've not been eating breakfast but the bible say eat it what do you do begin to what eat breakfast every morning that is obedient and when you are eating don't do like you are sacrificed or you are doing something accept it wholeheartedly do it willing be happy that you have seen this word of god and you are doing it that's willingly never think never ever think that as you obey the word of god you are doing god a favor or the pastor a favor or the church or other christian favor when you think that that means the will is not that there all my life i've never thought that even as a pastor i've never thought that i'm doing any member a favor i've never thought even people who call me who are not members of the church and connected to me i've never as a pastor i've never thought i'm doing them a favor i always see it as a privilege i always see it as a privilege i've never thought i've never thought because actually i am willing to do it i am willing to do it it's not natural for people to call you at that pastor it's not natural it is because it means they can see the hand of god yeah begin to pray in tongues again 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 just begin to pray in tongues again just begin to pray in tongues again the name of jesus when we walk with the Lord in the light of His Word, what the glory He sheds on our way. Whilst while we do His good will, He abides with us still, and with all who trust and obey trust and obey for there's no other way to be happy 
Jesus, but to trust and obey. Trust and obey. Trust and obey. For there is no other way to be happy in Jesus, but to trust and obey is the only way to obey i thank god that he has allowed me to preach this as i intend i'm done you want to be successful you want to prosper you want to see the promises you just have to be willing and obedient if you are not willing god is not concerned because it's you being obedient is good but it's not good enough you must be willingly obedient you must be willingly what obedient and the higher you go in the lord the higher you go in the lord the more the test of willingfulness obedient because many things god will not tell you again you expect that you should know by his word you should know by wisdom and you must do it that's why sometimes you think the pastor needs you or the pastor because like he's changing he's forcing he's doing it willingly to obedient to god and last scripture then we pray on our office and our tithe and we have our communion then we bring today's service to a close last scripture amen amen first samuel Chapter 15, verse 22 to 23. 1 Samuel, chapter 15, verse 22 to 23. Amen. Amen. 1 Samuel 15, 22 to 23. Mm -hmm. But Samuel replied, Does the Lord delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as much as in obeying the Lord? To obey is better than sacrifice. And to heed is better than the fat of rams. For rebellion is like the sin of divination, and arrogance like the evil of idolatry. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he has rejected you as king. So Amen. note, the Bible says, God, God, God Almighty rejoices in what? Obedience yeah. than sacrifice. So obedience is the higher. That is why Isaiah said, if you want to eat the good of the land, be obedient and willing. And the opposite of obedience is rebellion. Whenever you disobey, what is actually happening is you are rebelling against God, against his word. When a child is in disobedience to the parent, isn't that rebellion? Yeah. Isn't that rebellion? Uh -huh. And the Bible says rebellion is as sin as, witch, as witchcraft. So rebellion is on the same level as witchcraft. The judgment, the attack against witches and wizards is the same as against rebellious people. <laughs> Listen, the Bible says the scriptures cannot be broken. And the Bible says... There are laws that governs the heavens. And God 
witchcraft only destroy one of the reason why he compare rebellion to witchcraft is witchcraft only destroy witchcraft don't do good it only destroy even as it seems that they are doing good they do much much more damage so god god rejoices in obedience remember obedience and the willingness to obey now i want you to pray again for yourself regarding this word you know you know what this word means to you just begin to pray regarding it just begin to pray regarding this word you know what it means to you. you know what the lord has spoken to you you know areas that you are obeying god you know and you are willing you know areas that you are obeying god but you are not willing and you know areas in which you are not even obeying god you want to bring it before god and ask for the grace ask for the strength either to start or to stop or to continue Elima yando brochetete ha, elima mama yanda broko shoko toko to mama maha, elima mama mama yanda broko shoko to ha, elima mama mama yanda broko sheketo ha, elima mama mama yanda do